Welcome to the Mavens Do It Better podcast. And now, your host, Heather Newman. Hello, everyone. Here we are again for another Mavens Do It Better podcast, where we interview extraordinary experts who bring a light to our world. I am very excited to be here at uh, ESPC 19 in Prague, and I am sitting here with the awesome Elaine Van Bergen. Hello. Hello. I think I want you to be my hype woman. That's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, No problem. Happy, happy to do so. Um, So, you know, we're here at another Microsoft conference. Um, Well, it's it's a third party conference, but there's a lot of Microsoft folks here, including yourself. Um, You uh, tell everybody where you're from and and, uh, your, your wonderful job. Yeah, so I am from Melbourne, Australia, so down the bottom of Australia, and I'm all the way over here in Prague, so a long way to come. Um, And I work in the commercial software engineering team at Microsoft. So that's the team that goes around and and codes with organizations that are trying to do some stuff with, you know, machine learning, AI, kind of cutting edge things. Um, We help them do that, and I specialize in the health space, so keeps me super busy yeah so health space meaning health care health care yes okay yeah got it oh wow so you're going in and is it mostly hospitals or is it bigger conglomerates or what's the yeah well it's a bit of a bit of a range because um health is different all over in different countries sure. so um one of the projects i've just done was with a very large government department in Australia called New South Wales Health mm-hmm. and they're a bit unique because they actually have a part of the organization that runs all the pathology centers in the entire state. Wow. So they have that kind of mandate where they can then do projects with with that kind of scale whereas a lot of other places right. you know in Victoria where I live there's four or five different private entities that do that same function. Right. Wow. <laughs> so it's a big range. It's so it's, so exciting and different wherever you go. Yeah, that's cool. And so it's you're based in Australia in Melbourne and but this this organization that you belong to and your job is is globally. Yeah, so CSE is a global team. Yeah. Um and so then we have some people which are in dev crews that spend all their time coding and others of us that are specialized in industry areas yeah. and so the healthcare teams um sort of one of the the smaller ones because yeah. a bit new mm-hmm. um and there's a bunch of bunch of the team in the u.s bunch in the uk and then a few in europe and me on the other side of the world that's so cool <laughs> have you ever been to the hymns conference hymns no i've heard fantastic things about yeah. hymns yeah um yeah it's on, on my to-do list yeah for sure the for everybody listening hymns is it's the largest healthcare show yes that happens um in the world and it's I think it's usually in February, and you think it's in like Orlando a lot of the yeah, time. Yeah, and they actually do regional ones as yeah, well. That's right. So they're all different ones all around the world mm-hmm. um, with slightly different focuses. Yeah, so. and it, it's kind of an organization too that I think one can belong to in, in different ways with chapters and that kind of stuff. There's some of that too. That's super cool. Yeah, and we're quite lucky in that at Microsoft we have um, industry teams that are in the local subsidiaries. So in Australia, there's a healthcare team. And they have a doctor who's a member of the team, oh, wow. um, an ex-nurse uh-huh. as well. So as a technologist, I can then partner with, with them and make sure that anything we're doing is, you know, ethically aligned and, right. and actually, you know, because obviously someone can't just learn healthcare. Yeah, 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 right, <laughs> Super right. Super quickly. Like, boom, and now I know I'm everything. Yeah, yeah, I'm a doctor. <laughs> snap, snap, my gloves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
That's so wild. So yeah, I guess that, that begs the question of like how you get to leverage these people and work with them and understand things. How much healthcare knowledge did you have kind of coming into this and did it did it matter or does it did, was it like I can learn this or yeah, so I had a little bit in that I'd worked with a bunch of hospitals in mm. my previous consulting jobs okay. um, and a few other organisations. Um, but, yeah, definitely not able to talk all those acronyms when I came right. in. And, and as we're a team that works together, mm. it sort of picked up a bunch of those. Um, but also I've been learning a lot about what we should do and what we shouldn't do. You know, in my first healthcare projects, it's always... Um, been impressed on me that we we don't want to replace clinicians or you know right, <laughs> actual yeah. medical experts yeah, yeah 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 with robots with robots right. and that, that's one area where I think we differentiate it at Microsoft compared to some of the other players in the market um, where we talk about human plus robot can hopefully right. help do things yeah. and that's you know there's some great scenarios where we can help give overworked clinicians more time to spend with their patients by right. taking a little load off them. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. That's super cool. So how did you uh, get started in IT? Like, like where are you from from? Like that origin story stuff. Yeah, I, I was a natural born geek. Um, <laughs> so I've, I've always been into IT. The story my dad tells is that when I was a kid, I wanted a computer. And so he gave me parts of a computer and we had to build it together. Oh, wow. That's so <laughs> awesome. Yeah, yeah, he used to work in IT. So, and I, I can't even remember if that's true or not, but that's, yeah. that's his story, right? Um, and then, cool. yeah, even at school, I did, I did IT stuff went into a degree which was joint electrical engine computer science okay um, because I thought initially I wanted to build computers and then really mm -hmm. loved the programming stuff the most yeah so, and ended up and bouncing around through a bunch of different different companies doing a bit of consulting and then mm -hmm. landed at OBS which was a company that built Nintex yeah, so yeah, yeah. A bit of that's right product and consulting mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> eventually made my way to Microsoft wow sure that's a cool trajectory I love your story about your dad that's yeah. so pretty cool <laughs> I wonder do you guess like what computer it was potentially I know you don't remember but like I wonder what it was like or if you know like a Commodore 64 It'd be like, or nah, something it would have we had a BBC computer at home before that uh -huh. so that was but it would have been like an x86 or you know yeah, that, it yeah. was just well, okay, that yeah, era, yeah. Era, era. right yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow that's so funny yeah. Did you feel like growing up in Australia, like the in Melbourne as well, that you know is tech one of those things? You've always been a geek, right? You were just yep. saying, like, is that something that's really prevalent there? You know, as far as like uh, going after that when you were in school, and then you know, there's I'm sure there's colleges and stuff, but is that a is that a is tech like something that a lot of people go into? Uh, seem to be relatively prominent, and I guess. Yeah, I was lucky in that it uh, wasn't until I got to university and there was only one other female in the electrical engineering class mm -hmm. that I was in that I even right. had any concept of perhaps not everyone goes into <laughs> IT. <laughs> and I, I loved it. So, you know, I, it was kind of, uh, yeah, never sort of saw any of that, that other side of things. Um, but... Yeah, I mean, I'm part of this organisation or organisation at the moment called Science and Technology Australia. Is one of the mm. superstars of STEM, and the purpose of that is to get 
all these science and science and technologists out into the media and talking to kids at schools and oh, stuff cool. because uh-huh. the scary thing is in Australia the numbers of people coming out of school and going into science and tech, particularly females, is actually going down. It's wow. lower than when I came out of school. Wow. And <laughs> you're not that old. but And so. I'm, yeah, yeah. And it was a little <laughs> while ago and it, sh- it should be going up. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One would think. I wonder why that is. Yeah. I mean, that's a hard question because um, I also balance that out with so many people that I know. And the reason that was – we had to kind of apply for it and it was a big competition to kind of get in. And the reason I, I did that was because so many people I know accidentally ended up in IT and they right. love it, yeah. particularly people from diverse backgrounds. Right. They thought IT was going to be boring or they'd be locked in a basement coding yeah, or whatever. Right. <laughs> and it's not any of that stuff. No, it's And they not. love it's it. Not. So yeah. I, I don't know whether that's some of the reasoning. Right. Um, I was talking to another person last week who's in kind of tertiary education and around how when people come out of school with high marks, they're told they should do medicine or law. Right. <laughs> and IT yeah. would waste their time. And I'm yeah. like, well, I don't, maybe that's part of it, but that's always been around. Yeah, so. completely. I wonder if it's also about like that it's not seen as creative Yes. as well. You know, like to me, being a theater major, I, I thought – technology was the one place that I had seen where the excitement and the passion and that creativity was on point. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's why something I always make sure I talk about, particularly to school students and, you know, young people in the industry. Cause I mean, that's part of what I loved about it. You don't have to follow all the rules either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you know, right? you can break stuff. You can break yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. You try different ways. That's what it's, what it's all about. I can't, draw I can't paint people can't even read my handwriting um but <laughs> you I are can kind build of a doctor something than, uh, <laughs> yeah. so yeah my form of creativity is putting some code together that does something awesome <laughs> yeah that's awesome um so with what you're doing with healthcare uh, and we've got you know office 365 and the teams and all of that stuff what are you seeing for that space that's that they're really latching on to yeah, well, some of it is really simple things because particularly in the healthcare market, while it's not particularly unique, I guess they have less money than some other places mm-hmm. and they've always got this competing kind of thing where I could buy a machine that saves someone's life or I could do an IT project. Yeah, right. <laughs> and and most of the time yeah, yeah, you're yeah. going to buy the machine. IT's not winning that yeah, yeah, as much. Exactly. Right. And so um, – but those systems that they they do have get really really old. Yeah, they're still awesome, but they're not great to interact with. So we're seeing a lot of popularity in putting you know power apps and power automate and flow on mm-hmm. top of things, or right. pushing just notifications into Teams, right. and getting yeah. the data to where people can collaborate on it. Not necessarily removing it from that awesome system, mm-hmm. but you know just here's a nice interface where you can enter things yeah. in. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or see a report in Power BI is another amazing, yeah. just proper reports. Um, some of the reports that I've seen coming out of health that the, the people are using look like 20 years ago because right, <laughs> right. that's when they were built. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that makes total sense. Wow. Um, and so what do you do when you're not traveling? Because how, like, how much do you travel? Oh, it depends month to month. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this month I've traveled, I've traveled a lot because I've had, but it's been for like four different completely unrelated things. 
work and play? Uh, mostly work. I, I went to Science Meets Parliament to um, where they connect technologists and scientists with po- politicians in Australia. What? Um, That's cool. So that was super cool and interesting. And they, you know, they teach us about how how politics works and how you could potentially influence mm-hmm. that. Um, and then this that conference, obviously, awesome. and then yeah, yeah. before that, we were lucky enough to have Satya visit Sydney, so had a big event for, for right. that. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yeah, oh, that's fantastic. So when you, yeah, so when you aren't doing the travel, like getting some balance in your life, yeah, what's what's the what's your recipe for success there? Well, I mean, what I love about Microsoft is how flexible it is. So, you know, sometimes, particularly to get to somewhere like Prague, you have to fly on a Saturday or a Sunday, and so then yeah. you know you typically won't work a couple of days Mm. and most of the time um, I'll spend a lot of time working from home which is great like I'll Monday I'll drive my kids to school pick them up from school (laughs) Um, and yeah just all that kind of kind of thing um, chilling out at home that's cool yeah over Christmas everyone's like oh you're gonna go away I'm like nope I'm just (laughs) gonna actually be at home (laughs) there is something to the I don't know recharge Yes. You know, and the rebalancing yourself when you've just, I I travel a lot too, as you know, we see yes. each other at these things a lot and half the time, you know, we've like, we pass each other, give each other a high five and like everybody, you, you know, this, but when we were walking up here, I was about to go to the bathroom and, and we were coming over to find a place to sit. And I think you and I both yawned <laughs> so big that we could have caught like a million flies. It was just we were both like, okay, total, okay, yeah, well, okay, we're, we're gonna get this done. And, and, and but but you know what I mean? It is. It, it gets it, exhausting. It yeah. gets really <laughs> tough. You know? Yeah. And so the last thing I want to do over a holiday period is then go on holidays when everyone else is on holiday. Well, yeah, right. I mean, like, <laughs> that, yes, no, yeah. I'll go when it's nice and quiet. And again, the work flexibility is great. Great yeah. for that. Absolutely. And how long have you been at Microsoft then? Almost three years. Okay. Yeah. Flies really fast. (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. That's a blink. And you you said you were a consultant before. What were you doing then? Yeah. So I had an interesting career trajectory in that I've worked at a bunch of different places and I kept um, ending up managing teams um, Mm. of people. So um, not Microsoft. Teams, yeah, but teams, I know you've got a lowercase lowercase team. of people. Yeah, <laughs> yes. actual humans. Yes, right. actual humans. Yes, okay. Um, which which I liked, but I really love technical stuff. Mm. And so I've sort of you know at one stage I was managing a team of eighty people, for example. Wow. Um, that's a lot. There's a lot of people, and, and obviously that wasn't all 80 reporting to right, me. Right. That would be crazy. Yeah. Is, <laughs> it like, is it the same thing as they say with kids? Like if you have three, you can just have four and it's fine. And so like if you have 50 and there's another 30, it's totally cool? Uh, not if you want to do it well. Yeah, no. right, right. No, I like to say that people <laughs> should manage directly anyway more than about five people because you just don't have time. So yeah, um, yeah, with that many people you have all kinds uh, of managers okay, um, below you that manage their teams and report up. But yeah. But yeah, I don't mind managing people. I thought it was fun, but no one ever come came to me and said, "Hey, you're the best manager I've ever met." Mm. Um, well, I did get compliments. Some of the technical stuff, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> "Hey, I need you to answer this question." Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and that's what I love about Microsoft. There's roles where you don't have to manage people to move up in the hierarchy. Where most everywhere else. You hit that ceiling and right. you have to manage people whether you like it or not or want to or not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I, there's an art to it as well. And, you know, not everybody is a manager. 
Yep. Yeah. Know. I mean, I did a, I've done an MBA and a bunch of other courses and, you know, I think I was a good manager, but it wasn't my passion. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't my passion. Tech, tech stuff's my passion. And I, I don't mind roles where I do a lot of tech and still manage some people, but when mm. you get to that stage of yeah. having a large team where you're spending all your time managing people and KPIs and budgets and all that kind of thing, that's, that's not my thing and it's other people yeah. love it. Yeah. <laughs> they should do that. <laughs> Have you ever uh, owned your own business? And it, maybe that's a no because of all that stuff. You were like, ah, that's a big uh-uh for me. Not for me, yeah. Any yeah. desire? Uh, no, nah, not at this stage in my career. Who knows, maybe later. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm divorced and got two kids and the stability of having a, mm. a job where I know everything that's happening, yeah. it's not going up and down yeah. is, is what I'm after. Yeah, you, can, you can't see the smile on her face about that, but it's a pretty <laughs> big one. And, no, it, yeah. <laughs> it is an interesting thing because it's like you I don't know I think we, we we all look at that you know whether to be a consultant and you were a consultant for a while yeah and the ebb and flow how was that for you I mean did you really feel like the roller coaster of being a consultant of getting jobs in and not and things going away and stuff yeah and luckily um when I worked at OBS um Brian Cook and, and yeah. Brett, the managers. That's there. when I met you. Yeah. Because we met each other <laughs> a long time. Yes. Way back, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because I yeah. was like, I've known you forever. So. Yeah. And they yeah. had great ways where they'd explain <clears throat> a lot of that to, mm-hmm. to the team and to the employees. So we always knew, like, you know, how much, how you make money in consulting. And I always knew that pretty much a month before financial year ends every year I want to quit because <laughs> yeah. you do it's just so busy yeah, 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 but yeah. I guess when you get taught and you know learn about how the business actually works it's I think that's a lot lot easier to cope with mm-hmm. yeah. um I, yeah I didn't mind the the pressure I quite quite liked that yeah. that piece of it yeah for consulting but I do with startup stuff I live vicariously through um some things that I do like um CEO which is um, an organisation where where they preach radical generosity to um, to startups. So essentially, wow. what you do as a activator, which is what I am, is we give um, one thousand one hundred dollars a year, and it's not like an investment. You just give the money, oh, wow. and then you get to vote from a bunch of female-led startups that are all Mm -hmm. trying to change the world to work on the world's to-do list. Wow. And you vote for who's going to be the winners of of that. Yeah. And then the people that get through the final, they they get together, the the women running the businesses, and they decide how to divide up what's a five-year loan. Um, and yeah, it's been running in Canada for quite a few years. And, What's it called again? Uh, she E O. <laughs> she E O. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's so and neat. so it's super cool because you just meet so many amazing women running businesses and all the things they're solving and all that kind of thing. And yeah. then you can still, you know, obviously even if they're not finalists, you get connected with all these people and yeah. see what they're doing in their businesses. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, and so far, everyone's paid back the money over those five-year terms, mm. and then it becomes in Canada because it's been yeah. running long enough. Essentially, a perpetual fund now. Right. Um, in Australia, it's only been running for this is the second year. Second year, got it. That's yeah. so cool. Um, with with the healthcare stuff, do you find that are you working mostly with I like the IT admin, or are you you know you said you work with a bunch of different people, but is mm. there like sort of one scenario that sticks out to you 
Uh, most, if we were working purely with IT, I would flag it as an issue. <laughs> well, fair enough. I mean, fair enough, right? Yeah. 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 And that, yeah, there, there's always, I mean, you do have to be very careful about, um, we were doing something recently where some ER surgeons were involved and they're pretty busy people. They've got really important lives yeah, to save. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> so, you know, they're not going to turn up to every meeting and you yeah. have to be very careful with their time. Yeah. But typically there's always some actual what you'd call business users <laughs> yeah totally involved particularly anything you know it's change management 101 with ai machine learning right. those kind of things yeah. you have to get people involved early yeah make sure they understand what you're doing why you're doing it and they have a big say in the design because right. we're building it for for them <laughs> yeah absolutely i was recently at the doctor and i was um for some routine stuff and i i always you know you put, I'm sure you do this too. Whenever you're anywhere, you always like peek around to see what version of like the cash register yep. <laughs> or, you know, the monitor in your doctor's office or whatever. And I'm, I'm, and that was something with hymns too, in a way that I, I felt like, you know, with healthcare, because I worked doing some cybersecurity stuff yeah, uh, for a bit. And that's why I went to hymns and like, it, it seemed to me that healthcare financial services utilities those three were seemingly to me my own personal opinion a little bit more behind absolutely yeah, yeah there's so much that happens in healthcare still with paper even. yeah um and that's why some some scenarios where we're doing amazing things with data and analyzing it or looking at x-rays yeah. or whatever but then yeah a lot of those hey just provide a power app form where someone can actually yeah. type a reading um so for example the recent project we did was around collecting point of care testing and getting it into Azure and then doing some results oh, wow. off it because what often happens is someone will go and take a patient's test result, mm -hmm. write it on a bit of paper, then go over, type it into the machine that it goes into. Um, yeah. Sometimes they are direct connected, but sometimes wow. they're not. Yeah. Um, yeah. And in this case... We've just, um, you know, sort of hooked up these five point of care testing devices to a particular IoT hub that then com communicates securely. Wow! But that also means not only the results actually going in, so there's no typing errors or mm. writing errors, but then in in this case, we're using it to help predict the risk of sepsis for that patient. Wow! And then we can send a notification through to the clinician to say if the patient is medium or high likelihood that they should then run a bunch of other tests right. whereas in the past you kind of the doctor would have to go and check a screen <laughs> for yeah. some of that yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, you know, and that's a fairly simple scenario right um but Mm -hmm. You know, it's just gone into seven pathology centres in, in New South Wales and then hopefully wow. roll out further and could end up yeah. saving lives, which uh, yeah. is an amazing scenario which New is, South Wales has done. Yeah, yeah. And I wonder, will they will they sort of pilot that and that will become the standard way to do whatever mm -hmm. is going in next? Yeah, yeah. So it started with sepsis because it's a relatively easy model, so it doesn't mm -hmm. require a huge amount of computation. It's sort of... Um, sure. And, you know, it's a nice scenario because it is also the leading killer of most people. <laughs> people right? yeah. So, yeah, it, yeah, yeah, it's a really impactful one, but not hugely technically complex. Right. And now they've 
they've piloted in these pathology centres, you can ramp up to a whole bunch mm-hmm. um, more. So that, yeah, that was sort of part of Satcher's um, keynote presentation when he was in Australia, yeah, <laughs> that one. Okay. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, I, I just, I find the healthcare industry super fascinating. And like, I, I, I was, again, the doctor thing. I did a, um, I'm with a, I won't say any actual names of healthcare providers, yep. but I have, <laughs> I have one that I pay for. And um, thank you, uh, Affordable Care Act um, in the United States. And I, uh, there's, a, a, around the West Coast, that particular provider is in Washington State, Oregon, California, and Hawaii. Yep. Okay. Hmm. And great. Well, I'm in the Southern California dealio. I used to live in Northern California. So I have a Southern California number medical ID number. Mm-hmm. I have a, a NorCal ID number. <laughs> I went up to Washington and I had to deal with this molar that I got pulled out of my face and <laughs> and I've got a Washington state number and when I lived in Hawaii, I have a Hawaii number. Now, my medical mm-hmm. records do not... Yeah, they're not synced between mesh, all of that. Yeah. Yeah. What the heck? Yeah. And it's very common and, and yeah. Um, yeah, and, you know, of course it does matter when you're young and really healthy. <laughs> totally, right? No. But, yeah. But and you don't yeah. care and you're like, where were the, who was that doctor anyway? Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of things that get, get missed, not through any fault of the clinicians, but no. where somebody's had maybe an allergy to a medication at mm. one place. Yeah. And because those records aren't synced, they've got no idea. And mm. if, you know, they can't tell people it can cause real, real issues. So, yeah. Yeah, creating a unified electronic medical records, very, mm. very popular. And yeah. even just, I mean, your experience was probably also a lot of waiting, right? Like how much time did you actually spend waiting or on the phone or booking appointments oh, versus the actual medical care? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, I mean, there was, when I'm in my area, I can use my app. Yep. I can do my you know, prescription, all that kind of jazz. But when... You, they have this visiting thing that's kind of cool. You know, if you're on assignment or whatever, you can use it, but you have to call. You have to figure out if you can get, you know, labs moved over there. Or you have to go get a new doctor. And, you know, if you have routine labs, or it was just, it's just fascinating to me that like we're so, f- we, we can save lives and are wonderful at that kind of thing. But just like literally tracking, you know, that like I've, I've gotten the rubella immunization or whatever, you know, and, keeping like i literally i took a picture of my medical records in two different places and i brought them to the new doctor because yeah and like because you know what i mean i was just like oh my god this is bananas right yeah do you uh do you find that uh when you're working you know with the hospitals like do you ever like are you going to them or is it all on like you're mostly stuff online or yeah well yeah it 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 depends. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, lots of IT pa- departments of hospitals are actually in the hospital, usually mm-hmm. in some poor little basement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, <laughs> because, yeah. Again, yeah. they're not like patients are more important than right. the IT staff, right? So, um, That's yeah. That's hilarious that they're down yeah. in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, so it can be, can be like that. Um, with New South Wales Health Pathology, they have the best location ever because mm-hmm. they're actually part of the – a government department but they they live in a place called newcastle where from their office you can see and walk to the beach <laughs> so okay that does not stink at all oh my they goodness. are yeah. they have an amazing work environment yeah that's awesome what, what were you presenting here on building better bots i could 
just just say that again because it's so fun listening to you say that building better bots that's (laughs) building better but that's fantastic okay so talk to us about that tell everybody about that a little bit yeah i find with a lot of conversations i get into people want bots um and they haven't really thought through whether the bots actually going to be useful for their users so and tell everybody not everybody is a techie who's so tell everybody what a bot is and what that means to you really a bot is anything that you tend to chat to in an interface and so mm-hmm. you will have seen some of the very annoying ones when you go to the website and a little picture pops up and it says can i help you yeah, yeah, <laughs> those yeah. kind of things right yeah. yeah yeah and so part of what i talk about is that bots shouldn't pretend to be humans they should just be a, bot. be a bot because as an end user if you know something's a bot you're not expecting it to respond like a human right um so you tend to be a bit more forgiving if it can't do everything which it won't be able to do everything right but also it should do something it should do something quicker easier faster mm-hmm. for a person <laughs> right yeah that makes a lot of sense that's cool and how does that does that how did you come up with that does it relate to like other bots that you're recommending for uh, yeah well it's come up a lot there's been a lot of conversations um in various customers that i've been involved with and with bots in healthcare there's there's then a whole ethical part on top around should it be a bot or if it's a bot how do we make sure that it can escalate to a human and that we we do actually have responsible bot guidelines at microsoft so Mm -hmm. some of the the talk has come from that to say if you you know firstly people come and say I want to build a bot and it's going to do like patient triage or something. Uh-huh. Like don't start there, <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, it sounds silly. We, we all should know this, but it's amazing how how often people go, you know, the IT director said we need a bot. Can we do it for this human critical right, <laughs> task? Right, right. Yeah, right, right. Then let's walk a bit no. first. Yeah. <laughs> let's run later. Right. That makes so much sense. That's so interesting. Um, so with have you lived anywhere else? I was born in the UK, but I moved to Australia when I was five. So not that I can really remember living anywhere else. I've always been in Melbourne and it's so fantastic in Melbourne. I don't know that I'll ever live anywhere else. (laughs) You know what? It is fantastic in Melbourne. I really enjoyed it too. You know, people get, they do the whole, oh, Sydney, Sydney, Sydney. And, Mm. you know, it's, it's lovely. And there's the opera house, but Melbourne's got a great feel to it. It's just yeah it's just a bit more chilled and there's great food and yeah sydney does have the amazing tourist attractions i always tell people they should they should go there yeah um but yeah i love love melbourne um i do love visiting other places just not where i want to live somewhere else completely (laughs) completely. and do you tend to see uh the, the community there so we talk a lot about our community and mvps and you know other you know all of that do you do you hang out with you have that community as well, and it, is it pretty big in Australia there? Yeah, well, luckily, um, because I was MVP for so long before I yes. was um, joined Microsoft, they still let me hang out with them. Yeah. <laughs> they haven't shunned me for joining, joining the Blue Mothership. With them yet, right. Yeah, right. no, we still, it is a really nice, friendly community, so... Um, now there's some user groups that run now i don't i don't think it's um uh, always a good idea if microsoft runs a user group i think it's better yeah, yeah, if it's yeah. run by the community I so often now instead of the user groups that i used to run i will be the person that helps them host it at microsoft because yeah. i need a full-time get the employee venue. to, yeah, yeah, to yeah, get yeah, the yeah. venue yes, absolutely. <laughs> but that also means i get to hang out with everyone and yeah. chat and help with different events um i think we've got 
Ignite the Talk coming up in, in February, which I'll go to and yeah. hang out with all the local folks. So. That's super cool. It is cool. Yeah. I love, I, every time I see you and we when we have talked or see you doing something, you are the epitome to me of somebody who loves what they do. I do. <laughs> and it's and it's so it's it's not it's rare. Yeah, and it's not to say you know some people think that every day must be awesome. I'm like, right. well, no, no, no. There are definitely some hard days. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I went to Boston for three days. <laughs> Fair enough. It was yeah. awesome because it was the first time I met any of my teammates in person. So right. I love the time I was there. Yeah. But Boy, did the jet lag kick in when I got home. Oh, my God, yeah, you're probably like, <laughs> There were some hard days. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah so every day is, is not amazing, but, yeah, I get to use cool technology. Yeah. I get to help people learn how to do that, and occasionally some of those projects will maybe yeah. save some lives or yeah. Yeah. <laughs> change that's, some lives. Absolutely. Changing the world every day. It's amazing. Right? Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, I can't believe it's a job. I know. <laughs> I know. You you always have that same look on your face. And I'm always like, she loves what she does. It's yeah. so cool. So um, last question or comment. Um, I always talk to people about sparks or people and uh, things or happenings in their lives that sort of really got you to where you are today. Is there something you can share with our listeners about that? Um, oh, I think one of the things that really got me here was being part of that that Nintex journey, even though I was sort of a very small part of um, one of some of the teams that, that built that product, but, mm-hmm. you know, like being part of a team that wrote some code and did some testing or whatever, and then we'd suddenly get calls and it's like, oh, Boeing's using it or, you know, it's a massive yeah, company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. like this little company of a yep. few people down in Australia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, right. But... Yeah, I mean, that that was amazing to see how far you could go with IT. Right. But also the fact that the guys that run that company were always very good at sharing how it all worked, like it yeah. wasn't magic. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I still use heaps of stuff I learned from back then yeah. in, in my everyday because I understand how business actually works. Mm-hmm. Not just <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And such good people. They're know? really good, like, yeah. Yeah, and it, it is I, – I think, I think I onboarded – OBS and Nintex into the SharePoint partner ecosystem back yeah. in the day. You know, it was one yeah. of those because they were a little bit later than some of that first, the, the first partner. So, yeah, that's cool. That, yeah, that, it, and that's what got me connected with everyone that's here, right? Yeah, and right. just went on from, from yeah, there. <laughs> absolutely. Some of those first jobs where you get to see the growth of a company from start to finish really do yeah stick with you that's yeah cool that makes a lot of sense yeah i mean i've also you know my my first ever manager which was actually the job before that um Mm -hmm. andy newman is still a good mate of mine as well so it's you know just those yeah those people that Mm -hmm. you meet and yeah they're they're amazing amazing at what they do and inspire me (laughs) and you lift each other up yeah so awesome I'm so happy we finally we, – we've been trying to do this for a little while. So I'm so happy we got to do it here. It's a delight to talk to you. And I really – every time I see you, you have, she, y'all, she has this beautiful smile on her face. You look happy all the time. And I don't mean to be like <laughs> – and I know we all have our yeah, moments of not happy. But I, I really – you're somebody that I always look at and I go, oh, it's cool that you really love what you do. Yeah. And I and it's, and it's one of those things that I think we all can aspire to. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Yeah, always lovely to chat. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you very much. Awesome. Well, everybody, that was another Maven's Do It Better podcast, and you can catch us on the various places on the interwebs. And here is to another big, beautiful day on this blue spinning sphere. 
The original music on this podcast was created by Jesse Case.